Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 44 of Starting to Know Business Podcast with your host and your friend Ishu Singh. If you want to know how to be a great leader, how to start a company and what should be your thought process, this is the podcast episode for you, so keep on listening. How are you doing? Are you doing okay? I'm hoping that you're saying yes, because I cannot hear you, I cannot see you. So I'm hoping that you're saying, yes, you're doing fine. If you're not, if you're feeling a little bit low, I'm going to try to give you motivation in this episode so that you can feel pumped and you can start and get back to your level and start hitting harder. If you're listening to this podcast for the very first time, starting to know business is about business. (laughs) I've started saying this uh, for the past two or three episodes. I don't know. Starting to know is about business. Of course, it's about business because the name is starting to know business. (laughs) Anyways, getting back to the topic. So this podcast is about starting your business. If if you have already started your business and you want to scale your company here, you will get the valuable advice that you need in order to scale your company to the next level. If you are scaling, you want to scale quickly and you want to become a scaled company, this podcast is also for you because the leaders that you're going to listen here are going to give you the valuable advices that you need. And if you feel that, yeah, that I know a little bit, I know A, B, C, not A to Z. If you feel that I know some parts, you can learn from me as well because I've also got more than a decade of experience under my belt doing multiple things. If you want to learn specifically about me, go to issuesing.com and learn more about me there and get in touch with me there as well. If you want to learn in-depth information about marketing, SEO, like really in-depth, not on the surface, you want to learn about different software tools, Go to startingtoknow.com. Go to startingtoknow.com. Learn more about all these things and more. Today, I have a very special guest from the supplement industry. Yes, I've never interviewed anyone from the supplement industry before. But this time is special, I would say that, because Edward's profile really intrigued me, pulled me. And I was thinking like, yeah, I should be talking to Edward for sure. And I should be bringing him onto this podcast so that you can learn as well. Because Edward has done it many, many, many times. Yeah, so I've said that three times many, but there are going to be many more than that. So he has done it, proven it, and he's still doing it. He is a co-founder of a company named as Memory Health. He's also doing many other businesses. To give you an example, Edward is also into oil and gas industry. He's providing refinery services to most of the bigger giants that you might be already familiar with. So the amount of knowledge that you're going to get is going to be immense. And stop doing what you're doing if you can. Otherwise, continue doing what you're doing and keep this podcast on play mode. Don't pause this because the value is going to be immense. So keep on listening. Stay tuned. I'm not going to put Edward Moore onto a hold and I'm going to welcome to this pod right now. Hi, Edward. Welcome to the pod. 
Ishu, thanks for having me. Looking forward to being here. My pleasure. My pleasure. Edward, what is memory health? Well, I like to say, Ishu, that it's it's probably the greatest uh, brain supplement in the marketplace, uh, really, that's ever been developed. Uh, and I say that simply because of the science that's behind it. Uh, unlike most supplements that are in the marketplace, memory health has actually gone through five double-blind placebo randomized clinical trials. And with proven results in helping those people with demented brains, Alzheimer's, dementia, all the way down to people with healthy brains. And uh, the clinical trials have been published, they've been reviewed, and it's really exciting news for those people, uh, not only suffering with uh, demented brains, but those who are healthy, but looking to um, do the right thing as far as creating brain health for today and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And Edward, I know like you are a serial entrepreneur as well. So can you tell us about some of the companies and or projects that you've been involved? Yes, um, I, I take the term entrepreneur very seriously. Um, and I really came to it uh, through a, um, a lifelong desire to do something uh, in, in that space. I was a corporate guy. I was treasurer and executive officer of a bank and uh, had been able to build quite a career in that. Uh, but as part of that position, I had always been availed a list of customers who really it was kind of the buck stops there. You know, you had your relationship officers, you had your loan officers, but at the end of the day, if there's something that had to be done, um, my name uh, was associated with a group of our, our clients. Fortunately for me, the clients were all self-made uh, entrepreneurs. And as I interacted with them on a, on a basis, a monthly basis, we began to develop relationships. And, and to that end, I always said to myself, well, one day I'd like to be an entrepreneur. Mm. Well, that chance came. Uh, we grew the bank to such a, a, a level that it became desirous to sell the bank. The bank was sold. And I had an opportunity then to take the next step in my life, which was what to do next. And my brother-in-law came to me with an idea as it relates to a company. And he said to me, look, I have this idea. What do you think about it? And it happened to be in the oil industry. And my brother-in-law is a world-renowned expert in fracturing. And he wanted to build a business around his background. And I said, well, listen, I know the, the oil because in my past life, I was a trader, uh, commodities trader. And I said, <clears throat> I know the commodity, but I don't know the business. However, I've built a company, I've built a bank, and I can build a business around a strategy that we put together. And lo and behold, we, we drafted it out on a napkin, and that started the process. And, and I'd like to tell you it was an overnight success, but it took about 15 years to build. So we, we jokingly say it was an overnight success that took 15 years. But in that period of time, I really learned what it meant to be an entrepreneur. You know, when I was at the bank, if I, I had these great ideas, I had the resources of the bank uh, uh, availed to me to execute and, and create these great ideas in the business lines. Mm -hmm. Well, it's wonderful to have those great ideas, and it's great to have resources associated with it. With our company, when we started, literally, we started on the ground floor, and we still had the great ideas. But when we looked around, the only resources we had were my pocket, my brother-in-law's pocket, and my brother-in-law and I. So it changes the world dramatically. It kind of humbles you. 
But again, having the spirit to move forward, understanding the strategy availed us to building a company which uh, counts as its clients today, some of the largest oil producing companies in the world, the majors, as we, we like to refer to them. And we're very proud of that and uh, built uh, a pretty good company along the way. So that then availed me to other opportunities mm-hmm. to look at other businesses to be a part of uh, the real estate side. We, um, I, 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 along with some partners, formed a private equity group, and, and we took a look at doing uh, transactions within that. Mm-hmm. And again, always up with the idea of taking a look at certain businesses, understanding what they are, providing capital and leadership, and kind of trying to take them to the next level. Mm-hmm. However, my entree into memory health had nothing to do with really trying to be an entrepreneur in the supplement space. Mm-hmm. Isha, I was having lunch with my mother, and we were having a delightful conversation but it was almost like I was a guest in her house and it dawned on me while we were having this conversation, my mother had no idea who I was. She saw me as a guest in her house, but didn't know who I was. And mm-hmm. that was a crushing blow. And at that point I said, well, listen, you know, I can fix this. There's something I can do to fix this. Uh, maybe naivety was part of the thought process there that I could make something happen. But I believe that, that heck, I built companies. I can I can figure this out. Well, um, the process carried me through different avenues, and a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, who actually is co-founder in this company, came to me with this product, Memory Health, which actually had been in research for over twenty years, and said, "Look, Eddie, this is something we haven't hit the market with it yet, but you might want to provide this to your mother, see if it can make a difference for her." So I did a bunch of research and I really kind of immersed myself and was really impressed with the fact that I'm looking at a supplement that actually has gone through double blind randomized clinical trials, which is really unheard of in the supplement world and and had definitive results for people who were suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's disease. So I, I wanted to, to provide this to my mother. Well, uh, Unfortunately, the science tells us two things. Number one, uh, it's never too early to start uh, towards better better brain health through nourishment of the brain, but it can be too late. And it's clear that with Alzheimer's patients, there's a door that they walk through. And once that door has been walked through, they're not coming back. For my mother, the day she had no recollection of me uh, was really the day that she had walked through that door. And from that point on, there really wasn't much we could do for her. But the good news has been that people with the early onset side of that disease uh, can be helped with with, uh, memory health. And in fact, in the clinical trials themselves, those people in the control group who received the product uh, had increases in mood, memory, cognitive function. And in half of the, the patients in the trial, a forestalling of the ongoing effects of the disease, which was really heralded as a breakthrough. It was written up by the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease as a glimmer of hope for those people suffering with Alzheimer's. Again, it's not a cure, but it is a way that we can help fight the effects of the disease and hopefully extend out to to perhaps one day having a cure for Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. What a story, I must say. (laughs) And after listening to your story, Edward, 
it feels like emotion was a primary driver for you to start or get involved in this business in memory health. What do you think? Like, um, what is the primary driver for you? At, like overall from a business point of view, like if you want to get in, get into any kind of business, what is the primary driver? Well, for you? you know, that's a great question, right? And for me, one of the keys to success for entrepreneurs has to be passion. You have to be passionate about what you do. Uh, you have to have belief and passion because passion will carry you through the days of doubt. Passion will carry you through the days of, of long hours and little results. And that was, that was key and clearly in, in my oil company that we started. Uh, but the passion in memory health was different for me. I wasn't looking at memory health as a way of you know, trying to build wealth or, or, you know, change my status in life. I came to memory health because I wanted to do something to help. And I, I got involved in it. And I, I said to my uh, partner and co-founder, I said, look, I believe in the science. I believe in what you're doing. I think it's a great product. If you ever need an investment to help take it to the next level, you know, count me in. I'll, I'll be more than happy to do that not ever expecting to be in this seat talking to you about building memory health as the product. But as I had mentioned earlier, he was actively involved in another company. We had this great product. It, it wasn't growing. It wasn't going anywhere. And I said to him one day, as I mentioned earlier, here, let me help. Let me step in and let's build this brand. Let's see if we can help a lot of people and we can get it done in this regard. And, and you know, I was confident that I knew what it take to, to build a, co a company, a number of companies now. And I said, well, look, I can get involved and I can do it and, and let's see where this goes. So that's how the passion to try and help in this regard is really driving um, my desires here to move the product to as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. And Edward, Memory Health has been recognized like in the scientific community for its effectiveness. Who has recognized it? And you've mentioned about patents as well. Like what kind of studies did yeah. Memory Health yeah. undergo? That's great. Uh, the Waterford Institute in the UK selected Memory Health. They, they were aware of the research and, the, and the, the efforts behind the product. And they selected, uh, which I think is very, very critical here. Uh, we didn't pay to have um, our product uh, studied. It was, it was selected by the Waterford Institute in Ireland because they were doing a massive study on nutrition and how it can help fight the effects of brain disease and what could it do to help rectify that. So the product was selected for the double-blind placebo-based trial. Mm -hmm. It then went through that trial with the results that I uh, earlier had discussed with you and then went through a second clinical trial uh, on mild cognitive impairment, and again, saw increases in mood, memory, cognitive function. Uh, third trial, all the way down uh, to healthy brains, and how could healthy brains benefit by nourishment that is provided through memory health. That was all published and, and written up in numerous uh, journals within the scientific community. And I think it's really important to understand that Published science is rated. So you're looking for high impact journals and high ratings by the people who are publishing. Uh, and fortunately for memory health, it's really been at the top of the scale as it relates to both the journals that's been published, uh, picked up in, as well as the scientific researchers who have published 
uh, the journals uh, published the, um, the studies. And finally, this year, uh, we were included in a meta-analysis that looked at seven studies as it relates to nutritional supplementation to help stave off neurodegenerative disease. And our two of our studies were selected for the meta-review. And in that meta-analysis, it was confirmed additionally that not only is memory health successful for those people suffering with demented brains, but it helps those people with healthy brains. So that was, that was huge. And that's another scientific um, um, pat on the back as it relates to the industry and really separates the product from most of the product that's out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm very less experienced with this industry, Edward, like how stringent is the supplement industry? That's a great question. Um, the supplement industry is not stringent. Uh, the supplement industry is fraught with lots of problems in snake oil. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the frustrations that we fight as it relates to bringing our product forward. Because we talk about real science, we talk about real results. Many supplements talk about science, but when you look at what they have, they really don't. They may have internal white papers that they've done. They review they refer to other products or other studies, for example, well, you know, we know omega is good for the brain. So therefore omega is good for the brain. I have omega in my product and therefore, you know, the science shows that my product's good. That's clearly not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is a supplement that was selected for scientific review and research. That's totally different. And each of that's really, you know, part of the frustration that exists in the supplement world. Um, not, not, Many supplements have great science. Um, the other issue is what's in the supplement, uh, what independent review has been done of the supplement to say, yeah, this product really has exactly what we're telling you it has in it. And for us, we decided that that was all part of the story we wanted to tell. So Memory Health has had had an independent research done on it that basically says, yes, the product that we are saying is that's in our product is, is not only there, but it's in the dosage that is specifically detailed in the packaging and it's bioavailable the day you buy the product. It's been tested six months down the road. The bioavailability is still the same and it's been tested a year down the road and we have the same results, which is critical. So we often say to clients, understand, look, you can take anything you want, but make sure you have quality science and make sure the product is exactly as as it's described, and you're taking something uh, into your system that is specifically detailed uh, in an independent review to say, yes, that is exactly what's in your product. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the industry doesn't have a lot of that going for it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Edward, um, I know like you've been into the leadership roles in your life, like you were in the leadership roles, you're still in the leadership role. What is a true leader according to you? Like, just want to pick your brain there. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. And I think it's an evolutionary process, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think direction is key. I think it's also important to be committed and passionate about where you're going and build teams uh, to help support that as you move forward. But at the end of the day, you must you must lead by not only example, but in strategy. And I think it's important to be committed to that. Uh, no job's too big. And mm-hmm. so as a person who has 
started at the ground floor in a company, I've done everything. And so therefore, um, as a result of that, uh, I'm not afraid to ask people to do the things that I've had to do. And I've also show them that I'm willing to help them do those things too throughout the years of building these companies. I think that's very important. Having a clear direction and putting, putting standards and targets in front of people and empowering them to make those goals. My theory has always been surround yourself with good people, mentor them, treat them the way you want to be treated, but do not micromanage them, macromanage them, give them a plan, hold them accountable and support them in their growth and their goals. And I used that back in the corporate world. I took that strategy when we started building the company uh, and I continue to do that today. I loved it because I'm of the same type. I try to do the same thing. Um, but mostly like in some of the times, it's hard to delegate. Um, you feel that, okay, it's better if you're going to do it. But uh, sometimes like I feel that, okay, if this thing can be delegated, uh, let it, let it be with that person and let it flow and see like, if he's going to come up with different kind of ideas and it happens sometimes. So <laughs> it happens like the perspective of the other person was completely different uh, about the thing that I was, I was looking to get it done. So yeah, sometimes it, it is hard to delegate, but I feel that it's important to delegate as well, rather than oh. taking, taking everything on your own plate. Right. No, yeah. You know, I agree with you wholeheartedly and, and really it's the basis of mentorship too, is that I'm going to give you the, the task and the assignment and I expect you to succeed. And I'm going to try and help you to do that, but I'm not going to micromanage you. The other thing that I think is really important is also as you know, I see this a lot in the corporate world. I, I saw it a lot in the corporate world. Mm. Um, people have this idea that they're bigger than the room. Uh, they're the smartest guy in the room. Mm. And clearly that's not the case. And, and clearly we see it in corporations. It's mm -hmm. truly not the case, mm -hmm. but, and that's the thing that I've always looked at. And look, I, I don't believe I'm the smartest guy in the room. Uh, I will always endeavor to outwork everybody, but um, it's important to, to listen and, and, and to bring people into your organization, a, that you're comfortable with coming into the company, but not to be a yes, man. I can't stand yes, man. What I want is a back and forth conversation so I can get really get a feel for what that individual is saying. What do they, how do they look at the problem? Because as you said, they're, they're bringing a different perspective to it. I may not always agree with them, but I do want the perspective because that helps formulate my opinion as I move forward and my strategies as I, I drive the company forward. Agreed, agreed. And Edward, moving in the same direction, like this thing is, um, I think like I should ask you this, like if, if you would have to start a business from scratch, like what kind of things you would avoid doing if you would have to do something now, like, okay, let's start from tomorrow, XYZ business idea and you like it. What are the things that you're going to avoid putting too much money in something or something like that? Well, I think you really have to, to flush the idea out and really try to take a look at that idea from multiple angles before you start to commit to it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, unfortunately, with entrepreneurs, many fail. Part of the reason they fail is that the idea it, it, is the timing's not right, the product's not right, the space isn't right. And so really now, you know, going through this, I really, 
I, I think you really have to take a step back and kind of game game plan it, really kind of look at it and and break it apart. But once you decide, then you need to go forward. The one thing you cannot do as an entrepreneur is have your foot half in the bucket of water. You got to get in and you got to go forward. Um, and that issue, I think, separates a lot of entrepreneurs from corporate guys and, and people who want to be entrepreneurs like I was when I was you know, treasurer of a bank, I didn't realize how hard it was until I actually started it. And, and so, you know, maybe I was a little naive. The idea looked great at the time. The oil industry is a fascinating industry to be a part of. We flushed it out and we went forward with it. And, and I think as I've moved forward, I've been able to see ideas, uh, help give some counsels on ideas that I thought perhaps um, didn't have a lot of staying power and try and counsel in that regard. Um, uh, and also really try and judge and, and see what the passion it is for it. Because as you know, uh, there are a lot of long days and sleepless nights. And when you're putting your own money into it, there's a lot of stress with it. You have to be prepared for all that. Hmm. Every business goes through a growing pain and, um, you know, really try and counsel people or really take a look at that idea and say, God, does this really have staying power? And I think that's, that's part of it. And fortunately for me, and I, I know for you, we, we are at a point now where we've been able to garner experience so we can take a step back now and use that experience to take a look and try and, and try and weed out some of these ideas. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Edward, is there anything that I, I have not asked you and I should have asked you like anything for the founders, entrepreneur who are listening to this episode right now? Well, I think, I, I guess I would say, you know, you, you find yourself looking at businesses for multiple reasons, right? Um, and I do take, and I do take the term entrepreneur very seriously. And when I think entrepreneur, I think of people who start the company, not who, you know, who come into the company when you take over the business, but those people that really have started the company. And there's a lot of pride and success that they should have. One of the things that I want to say is that, you know, a friend of mine once said to me, Eddie, everybody sees the bloom, the lifestyle you have, but they don't see the roots. And that's absolutely true. But one of the things that I want to stress for entrepreneurs as they go along is to take we know the hours are long. We know we invest in our company. We spend a lot of time building it, but make sure you invest back into yourself. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. Mm -hmm. um, take advantage of those opportunities that you have to recognize whatever success you've had in the in the industry in the, in the company, be it financial, what whatever the case may be. But use that and 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 enjoy it and and do for yourself, because you're working very hard to do for others, and you're doing hard for your company. You know, when, you, when you're when you an entrepreneur and you build a company, you employ people and you, you're doing for them. You've given them jobs, uh, or I should say the better term is you've provided them jobs and, and, and careers within your corporation. And so don't lose sight of that fact and, and take advantage of some of the benefits that you've acquired uh, through working so hard to build your company. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, try to avoid burnout and uh, yeah, take pause, take breaks. It's important. Yeah. It is. A, yeah. a burnout is stress. Uh, stress is a, a horrible thing and no one, you know, no one really knows the stress entrepreneurs face unless they're sitting on the same side of the desk as you. 
And that, that it's hard to, it's really hard to share that, uh, but it is there. And that's one of the benefits of memory health. It's designed to fight the oxidative stress that people incur every day in their life. My partner basically has a great line. He says, our life, what we do day to day is the check we're writing for our brain health that, you know, we may not think of it today, but everything that we're under all the stress we're under, it's working on us. And we need to make sure we're doing everything to stave that off so that as we move through our life, we're as competent, as focused, as alert as we can be. Beautiful, beautiful. Where can we learn more about you and your business if someone wants to get in touch? Well, my profile is up on LinkedIn um, uh, under my name, Edward Sheehab. Uh, my company's Memory Health is on LinkedIn. Uh, memory Health, you can go to the website itself, memoryhealth.com, provide you a bunch of information as it relates to the company itself. Uh, Titan Global Oil Services is my oil company, and that's out on the internet. And, and um, so it's really out there for everybody to see, but I would definitely uh, send you to the LinkedIn uh, as well as the website for Memory Health. Got it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Edward, for coming to the part today. This really means a lot. Well, I really have enjoyed it. It's great talking to you. And thank you very much for your time, 